You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio, our English language learning program in 30 minutes. Let's just see what we've got for today. Well, uh, we're going to kick off with some grammar. Hmm, grammar and pronunciation. Then I'm going to finish the story that I started last time in the previous program about a camel and its hump. Then there will be some quiz questions. And to finish off, some vocabulary learning tips for you to take away and use. So hope you have fun and you listen to our program. Well, so let's begin with grammar and pronunciation. I've gone through some of my notes from the classrooms and... Uh, I'm going to point out some of the mistakes that my students make. I hope they're useful for most of you. Here's the first one. This was a pre-intermediate or a lower intermediate group. And this one student said, uh, What do you do this morning? Well, this was a question, of course. And uh, well, the problem here is that uh, when you say, What do you do? What you mean is routine, yeah? But this morning is this morning. It's not routine. So your question should be, what are you doing this morning? What are you doing this morning? Instead of what do you do this morning? Uh, what are you doing this morning? ¿Qué vas a hacer esta mañana? ¿Qué haces esta mañana? In this case, is the second one. Another example is, uh, people is very nice. Well, this is a very frequent mistake. People is very nice. Well, in English it's people are, because you have to take the plural verb. People, the plural form. People are. People are very nice here. Next point. Uh, how long are you here in Barcelona? Well, if you're asking someone who's visiting Barcelona, then... This, this question is okay. But here the student meant something else. Here the student meant how long the other student has been in Barcelona. So from a past point until the present. And so in this case the question should be how long have you been in Barcelona? You know, how long have you been here? That would be the right form. Next point is a pronunciation issue. Uh, quite a frequent one again, you know. Walking. Walk. Walk. Now in these words, the L is silent. It's written, but it's not pronounced. 
So instead of saying walking or talking, you should say walking and talking, walking, talking. The next point is recommend. I think we've seen this um, thing before in some previous program, but it doesn't hurt to repeat again. Uh, when you say recommend, you don't say the person right away after the word recommend, except in the case when you recommend that person for a position or to do something for other people. Hmm? Because he's an expert, he really knows what he does, etc. But if you talk about an activity or something, then you should say, I recommend visiting, I recommend buying, I recommend seeing, yeah, I recommend this film, I recommend this book. Instead of saying, I recommend you to visit, I recommend you to see, etc. So, I recommend reading this book, I recommend buying this jacket, etc. You can also say, I recommend that you buy this jacket, although this sounds more formal. Or, I recommend that you write a letter to the manager. Right. Next one, by the moment, well, the meaning is intended to be now, so it should be at the moment. Or you could say for the moment, but not by the moment, right, in this sense. You can say, uh, todo va bien, de momento, yeah? at the moment, we're doing fine. At the moment, everything is going fine, right? Interesting. Interesting. Have you heard this before? That's a pronunciation thing again. The word interesting has the, the stressed part on the first syllable, which is interesting. Interesting. Not interesting. Interesting. Interesante in Spanish, but in English it's interesting. What an interesting film. Interesting, isn't it? By internet. Mm, por internet. No, well, it's on the internet in English. On the internet. You can find information on the internet. You can buy things on the internet. On the internet. But not by internet. On the internet. And the last one is... I know that I want to buy. I know that I want to buy... Sé lo que quiero comprar. No, no. In this sense, it means sé que quiero hacer una compra. Right? Sé que quiero hacerlo. I know that I want to buy a jacket. Sé que quiero comprar una chaqueta. But I don't know which one. So, but this is not what the student meant. The student wanted to say, sé lo que quiero comprar. And that would be different. I know what I want to buy. I know what I want to buy. Not that. What? I know what I want to buy. I want to buy a jacket. Sé lo que quiero comprar. Quiero comprarme una chaqueta. Very well. So, here are some tasks for you. Simple translations. How do you say the following in English? There will be ten things to translate. You will hear a short beep sound, which will give you time to think and say your version. 
and then I'll give you the right, the correct form. Okay, are you ready? Here's number one. ¿Qué haces aquí? What are you doing here? The second one. ¿La gente es amable en tu país? Are people kind in your country? Third. ¿Has probado el sushi alguna vez? Have you tried sushi before? Number four. Say the following word in the gerund form, the ing form. So what is the ing form in English of the word hablar? Talking. Number five. ¿Cuánto hace que estás en esta empresa? How long have you been working in this company? Or how long have you been working for this company? Or how long have you worked for this company? Is also possible. Number six. Te recomiendo que leas este libro. I recommend reading this book. Or I recommend that you read this book. Number seven. De momento, no queda más cajas. There are no more boxes left at the moment. Number eight. Qué interesante. How interesting. Number nine. Lo encontrarás en internet. You will find it on the internet. And the last one. Sabe lo que quiere estudiar. She knows what she wants to study. Story time. In the previous program, we dealt with the story that had been written by Rudyard Kipling. And uh, it's about a camel uh, with no hump. Un camello sin joroba. Anyway, so this uh, camel had no hump. Uh, but it was a very, very lazy camel. And so all the animals had to work. You know, the dog, the horse, the ox... And then uh, these three went up to the camel and said, hey, come on and, you know, be like us and, and, and play and, and run and, and work. 
But he, all he said was humph, humph, right? This word was the only thing that he responded. And so the animals got tired and went to the man to tell the man. Uh, but the man didn't do anything. The man said, well, if the camel doesn't want to work, then you will have to work double time. So that, that wasn't a very happy solution. And then uh, this is where we left off with the story. And so we are going to continue from this point now, from the point where the animals are angry. Remember that the original story, the original uh, form of the story is uh, much more um, difficult to understand if you are a beginner. This version that I'm going to read is a simplified one. It is uh, so simplified that it's in the present simple tense. Well, so let's continue with the story. The horse, the dog, and the ox get very angry. Then Jin, the magic wind, comes and stops next to them. The horse says, Jin, the camel in the desert, doesn't want to trot. Oh, says the Jin. And what does he say? Only humph, says the dog. And he doesn't want to run and search. Ah, and what else does he say? Only humph. And he doesn't want to plow, says the ox. Very good, says the djinn. Let me speak to him. The djinn goes away to find the camel. And he finds it in the desert. My dear friend, says the djinn, I hear that you don't like working. No work on Monday, no work on Tuesday, no work on Wednesday. But the only thing the camel responds is humph. Don't repeat that again, tells Jin to the camel. When the camel says humph again, suddenly a big hump grows on its back. Now, do you see that? That's your hump, says the djinn. Now you can go and work. Work? How? With this hump on my back? Yes. With this hump, you can work for three days without eating, answers the djinn, and he flies away. So the camel got a hump for not working for three days, and with this hump, now it can work it can live for three days in a row without drinking and eating. A clever idea of the djinn, the magic wind. This is Tracy Chapman with Fast Car. Get a fast car I want a ticket to anywhere Maybe we make a deal 
Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. See, my old man's got a problem. Yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is He says his body's too old for working His body's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him She wanted more from life than he could give I said, somebody's got to take care of him So I quit school and that's what I did You got a fast car Is it fast enough so we can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights day out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged Someone, be someone You got a fast car We go cruise and entertain ourselves Still ain't got a job Now work in the market as a checkout girl I know things will get better You'll find work and I'll get promoted And we'll move out of the shelter Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk Well, let's continue with the program We're moving on to uh, the next point With some quiz questions The idea is that I'm going to ask you some questions and you can look up the answers on the internet, for example, and uh, this way you're going to practice English, reading, vocabulary, and you will find expressions on the way. So just uh, pick out the ones that you like and uh, let's begin. The first one is about the alphabet. Which is the most commonly used letter of the alphabet? in the English language. Which is the most commonly used letter of the alphabet in the English language? Second, this is about animals. How many teeth does a bear have? How many teeth does a bear have? Third, It's about chickens. Well, you know, chickens don't really fly. They can fly for, well, a very short time. Which is the longest flight 
recorded of a chicken. Yeah, so which is the longest flight of a chicken ever recorded? How many seconds? I mean, they're really just seconds. The next question is a little strange. It's about an animal in the, that lives in the savanna. And, um, well, which animal that lives in the savanna can clean its ears with its tongue? Ooh. Well, yeah, this is the question. With the tongue, yeah? Which animal can clean its ears with the tongue? And the last one. How many hours a day do koalas sleep? And how many hours do elephants sleep? How many hours a day do koalas sleep? And how many hours do elephants sleep? Right, and that's about the quiz questions, which are for you to look up. And, well, you will find the answers quite easily, I think. You're doing English, so you should search for the information in English. And just, uh, you know, uh, choose some words that you like on the way. Um, maybe for each quiz question, write down one or two expressions. And well, how to do that? Um, I'm going to give you some tips now. Because uh, I find it important that when you learn vocabulary... You, just, uh, you don't just write down the word and the translation. You also should write down some uh, context. Now, this is going to be explained in a minute. This is Create English with Gabor Legradi on Ripollet Radio. This radio program of Create English is aimed at uh, language learners from lower intermediate to upper intermediate levels. But in some programs, we also have things for elementary or really basic levels, too. And as I said, now we're going to look at some tips on how to learn vocabulary in a more efficient way. So, whenever you read any text in English and you find a word, an expression that you like, write it down. Yeah, that's basic. But uh, how to do that? You know, I mean, the typical thing is just uh, to make two columns. One is English, the other one is your language. And then you write the English one on the left and the uh, translation on the right. Uh, now, what happens uh, with this uh, system? Um, usually, you end up writing down just one word in the left column and just one or maybe two translations uh, on the right. And then a couple of days later, a week later, whatever, 
you go back and you say, hmm, okay, I, I have this word, but you know, how, how do I use that? I, I know this is a noun, I know this is a verb. Uh, or maybe sometimes you don't even know that. So um, it's a good idea to write down other pieces of information. Supposing uh, your new word is color, hmm? color, okay? And um, you can write down color and color. But if you write down, for example, uh, depending on the context that you've found the word in, but uh, supposing it's a text about uh, a painting that describes, you know, the painter's style and the painter uses bright colors, bright colors, um, well, then you would write down the word color as a new word, but why don't you write down bright colors? Okay? This way you would learn two words, supposing you didn't know bright. But if, even if you know the word bright, if you write down bright colors, you will have a great uh, combination of words that sound good. And you might as well want to write down the opposite, like dark colors, right? So you've got bright colors and dark colors. Bright and dark colors. Another example, suppose uh, your new word is experience. Experience, experiencia. Hmm. Right, but then you've got a wide range of uses. Depending on the context, you might have found, you know, uh, from experience. I know it from experience. Which in Spanish I would say is like uh, lo sé por experiencia hmm? or de experiencia. I'm not even sure, but uh, but something like that. But anyway, in English it's from experience. I know it from experience. You know something from experience, um, or you know first-hand experience. First-hand experience, which would be like uh, experiencia personal or experiencia directa. Uh, de primera mano? Mm? Do you say that? I don't know. But in English, it sounds good. First-hand experience. Anyway, if you write down experience only, you will be sort of just doing half, half the work. But if you write down the expressions, then they will be, they will be there for you, ready to use. And you won't have to make them up and con construct them, you know. First-hand experience. I know it from experience, etc. Let me give you another tip before we go. Um, pronunciation. Well, you know how important that is in English. You need to... Um, well, you can do several things, obviously. And especially today, now with the smartphones, you just, you know, type in the word, look for the pronunciation on the internet, and, the, you know, the software, the application will just... Uh, uh, pop it up for you and, you know, you will just uh, listen to it immediately. But um, but still, to remember the pronunciation without the help of the gadget, what you can do is, when you write down a word that is difficult to pronounce, try to find one or two words that are uh, pronounced the same way, right? Let me give you an example. Your word is laugh, right? Everybody pronounces this word in, in funny ways. I've heard lau and lauch and all kinds of pronunciations from my students. But you see, the end of the word is a simple f sound, right? Laugh, laugh. And it sounds like the end of the word photograph, laugh, photograph. You write the gh 
but you pronounce it as f. Laugh, photograph. How about the word giraffe? Hmm? The animal in the savanna. Giraffe. It's also laugh. I mean, it's also like laugh. Laugh, giraffe, photograph, etc. Okay, so if you like these tips, keep them, use them, and improve your vocabulary. Thanks for listening. This was Create English on Ripollet Radio. Our 30-minute English language program will be back in May. So, hope to speak to you next time and bring you some more tips on language learning, some more grammar, etc. So, take care, have fun, and bye now. <laughs>